go. Hello, it's Nerds of Legend, and we're here today on a Monday to talk about the Norse Pantheon. You've seen him in films, I've seen him in anime. We're going to be covering Thor and Loki, the two big boys of Norse mythology, if you're not thinking of their dad, Daddy Odin. And we'll be covering probably an entire episode over these two, their rivalry, their history, lots of polymorphing and backstabbing and child siring and all sorts of strange weirdness that comes out of the Norse Pantheon. Um, I have with me today my compatriots, Ben and Joel. Um, with beards alone, they are closer to the Norse Pantheon than I ever could be. So I have them with me today on my quest. Um, cute pose. Cute. Well done, Ben. Yeah, yeah excellent cute <laughs> pose there. Yeah. Um, so do we want to start with, with Thor or do, I start, do we want to start with Loki first or... We, we briefly covered them a bit, I think, on our first episode of the, the Aesir and the Vanir and the, and the, and the Jotun. And... We, we talked a little about, bit about some or, or, or origins, but I don't think we really got into it. So for those of you who don't know, let's kick it off with Thor, the Thunder God, the big, big, tall and beardy and blonde and all that stuff. He's got a big old hammer. Uh, he's the god of thunder. Uh, he's kind of one of like the favorites in Germanic uh, mythology. Uh, he's basically uh, often got used as a sort of route to conversion for for to Christianity because basically when the Christians came around, they were like, "Well, you know, like your Thor guy, that's like pretty much who Jesus is." And they're like, "Oh, so G- so he's Jesus, but he goes he, he's Thor, yeah, but he that, goes by Jesus." Okay. I can I, I can feel, swim with I that. I feel that's the biggest stretch this no, they, modern day evangelism yeah. e- evangelism. Yes. Uh they kind of just like used used him a little bit as that, but uh he's sort of like the the most considered the most honorable warrior and loyal in Norse mythology. But not the brightest. Not the brightest. <laughs> nowhere, oh, nowhere near the brightest. <laughs> nowhere yeah. near the brightest. Thor, and, uh, uh, the the rivalry between him and Loki is probably yeah. some of the best best storytelling um, so, of any bunch of myths that I've ever heard. I'll so let Ben go back. So what's it. so what's interesting is like what I was like. I know that's like a thing in like the comics, but I don't come across like I didn't come across of like a big like. Thor Loki like rivalry and not and, not and, like in in Mar in, in the like, MCU. It, no, I'm no, talking not about like in that. the no, I'm talking about in the actual mythology. Like no, no, I I, I know you are. I'm talking yeah. like not in the in you know like in the MCU they're always like pranking each other, but mm-hmm. it's not that so like, epic. But when he does do it, it is over the top. Yeah, you know, and again, like one of the best ones is where he stole his hammer and gave it to some giants. Promising yeah. them to marry uh, once again, Freya. Yeah. To I, I want to see like a painting of what the ancient Nor- what the Norse believed her to look like. Cause she but because was... she was she had to have been prime. Because <laughs> every everybody is like, so I'll do all this stuff for Freya. Yeah, a nice. But yeah, the classic Wait, story yeah. of Thor and Loki is where he gives them the hammer. Uh, so it gives the giants a hammer so that they can. Mary, so one of them can marry Freya, and then Thor takes its place, and mm. first comes to the wedding feast where he eats, I believe, a whole cow, and mm. um, to get his hammer back, and three dresses kegs as a woman, of, and three kegs, three kegs of, of mead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Thor so- was a god of excess. 
and there was no subtlety to this man whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so, like, pretty pretty much, like, the reason there's, like, this balance between Thor and Loki is, like, Thor was kind of, like, this is the pinnacle of a, you know, a Viking man should be. And and Loki is the the yin to like Thor's like the yang to Thor's yin sort of so to speak. Yeah. Loki is like everything that a Scan- Scandinavian or uh, everything that a Viking should not be. Uh, he was like mischievous. He's malevolent. He's doesn't doesn't ever come out and fight. He never says what he means. He's just like this mischievous little trickster. But the thing that was that. the thing that was so amazing about Loki. Is and my primary source of reference for this is Neil Gaiman's uh, Norse Gods, Mm -hmm. which is a wonderful book. It's an easy book if you're a Gaiman fan, it flows so beautifully. Um, but one of the things that surprises me is Loki sucks, and yet every time he's like, My bad, and they're like, It's cool, it's cool. You almost got us all killed and Freya captured again, but you know what? You could still come sit at the table, like. It, he did so much shit. So, uh, lo- and, uh, until he got until he until he eventually killed Balder and then convinced Hod to kill Balder with the mistletoe spear. And then it was there's different tellings. I mean, if there's the spear that he fashioned out of mistletoe, there's a dart that he mashed out of mistletoe. All you know, it's a pointy thing that he made out of mistletoe, stabbed Balder with it. And he died. He had the well, blind god well, hide. That's to it. a very gross oversimplification of that myth, Joel. It is very, but we're not talking about the death of Balder and Hod right now. We're talking about Loki uh, and Loki five, conning five, him five, in. Yes, just gotta, there is gotta, a gotta, massive gotta, story behind that one, and yeah. how. But we're not talking about that one. We're talking. We'll get to that one in a different All one. Right. So, the thing that gets me is a lot of those. A lot of the stories of Loki are. He does shit for very little reason. So like, you're like, what's his, his master plan? And it, it literally is like, cause his primary motivator is what's going to be cause the most mischief chaos and, or going to be the funniest thing in the moment. Right. And he's pretty much that prankster friend that you have that like does a prank. And then it like goes Bad horribly players. wrong and he's like oh fuck oh joke. fuck oh shit i didn't mean it i'm sorry <laughs> like like but then on a different note like and then he fixes it because thor has no sense of humor yeah like thor thor does not know it's like the mm-hmm. the these two couldn't be more different like thor has no sense of humor but is fiercely loyal to loki but you know his brother he loves his brother and he wants to love his brother but and then loki's kind of like just upset because he's not a son, he's an adopted son, and that bothers him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like, uh, the the big thing we were getting a little sidetracked here because we were talking about Thor. So Thor, obviously, he's got his hammer. Uh, he's got Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Uh, he's also has this. He has a sort of uh, mortal enemy known as Jormungandr. Which also is also a child of Loki. Who's yeah? So we're getting we're not at Loki yet. We're talking about Thor. Um, You're talking about Loki's kids. Loki's got some freaky kids. Yeah. Loki needs to stop fucking. That's his. Yeah. That's uh, so. So we'll get there. His, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Just turn my mic off and be quiet. Yeah, shut up. 
but basically, uh, Thor's got this mortal enemy, enemy known as Jormungandr, who's the world, the serpent that encircles the world, our Midgard. Um, and he's there's one of his one of his big myths is that uh, he went on a fishing trip one day with some giants, and uh, he hooked Jormungandr while while fishing, and tried to pull him out of the ocean, and he almost did it. But then his giant, the the giant companion he was with, got so freaked out that he cut the line, and then Thor got really mad. Thor and Jormungandr are uh, prophesied to end each other at Ragnarok. So basically, that's kind of like where Loki comes into the big a lot of this is Loki's got these monstrous giant kids. So like. He's noticed he's got Jormungandr, who's the uh, the world serpent. Uh, he also has an- another child by the name of uh, Fenrir, who is the giant wolf who is uh, chained to the moon. And I believe does he's oh no so so Fenrir basically eats the moon, and then someone puts it back together at some point. But uh, basically, Fenrir will eventually. Uh, break his chains and kill Odin or they will Odin and Fenrir will kill each other and finally there's one time where Loki decided to be really tricksy he's uh if you didn't know he's a shapeshifter but he can also shift both sex and shape so he turned into mare uh got fucked by a giant stallion and uh gave birth to Sleipnir the six-legged horse on which on which uh um Odin rides, and also he gave birth to Hel, or Hela, mm-hmm. who is the ruler of the Hells in Norse mythology. Yeah, yeah. The, the she rules over the land of the dishonored dead. Yeah, I feel like that's that's a disproportionate sibling rivalry there. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, all right, I had a couple kids out of this one. Which one is this? One giant wolf. What's the other one? The horse and the god of the dead. Yeah. I feel like that's a major upscale from the god of lies and mischief yeah. to like what are you lord of the underworld. I feel like that's a I mean to be fair to be fair both of those kids are going to come around and like to uh basically all of those kids are foretold to be like the ones that will bring about upon uh yeah. bring about the end of the world. <laughs> but Yeah. Literally all of Loki's kids are the source of Ragnarok. Yes. They're like, what about the other stuff? What about the giants, our ancient enemy? They're like, that they don't have time for that. <laughs> See, if, if if Loki had the premonition to bet so much on Sleipnir and any form of horse racing, Sleipnir would be far, far more important. If he bet that, the that's house, what you're taking out of this one. Is it, as if Loki was a betting man. It's Loki not even, was a betting man. That's why he had to turn into a horse and go fuck the other horse. If he had wanted some side action. At maybe the Arlington racetrack before they sold it to the Bears, you know, just put it all on red. Maybe like, maybe like bet, like, hey, I'll bet you the end of the world that my Sleipnir won't beat your lame ass four legged horse in a in a two mile track. How has there not been a racehorse named like Son of Sleipnir or something yet? That's what I'd like I to know. I feel like that's this sounds like a job for Google. <laughs> Like if I if I was if I was into make getting making racehorses and I had a fucking ringer, I'd be like, son of Sleipnir, right there. And Ben, your child's your firstborn son's name is Maximus. So you're going hard <laughs> naming everything. There's people out there 
with far less exciting names, not only for themselves, but for their dogs, their uh, cats, their horses. I mean, Seabiscuit? He could have been... That is a name that radiates power and speed. I don't um, know what's wrong with him. I'm pretty sure, let's see, Basalt Monolith of Quaking Power is probably more masculine than Seabiscuit. No. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could really, really ham it up. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just reading through a couple other Thor facts here because um, there's a whole thing about. There's a ton. Yeah. There's there's massive like his his journeys into Jotunheim go on forever. His sons uh, Magni and Modi that are the survivors of Ragnarok to be the ones that help restart the pantheon. Um, ah, there's so much okay. going on. Yeah. Uh, yes, there is a there is actually a thoroughbred horse named Sleipnir. Yeah. That uh, was a runner. Oh, well, good to know. I'm glad somebody yeah, has go. taste. Somebody <laughs> has you, taste. Someone was on the same wavelength as me. It's like, <laughs> I need to put some action on a Sleipnir. Yep. But he was, uh, Sleipnir was not sired by Loki. He was sired by a horse named More That's Than fair. Ready. And, yeah. uh, Jolie Bay. That's a real racehorse. That's a real <laughs> yeah. racehorse. More Than it's Ready and Jolie Bay. <laughs> More than ready, and the the dam was Jolie Bay. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that was, was a disappointing journey we took. It. Yeah, it was, and I was, feel bad for. Those are appropriately stupid names for racing. Yeah, they're horrible. Yeah. The guy's like, ah, oh, more than ready, and Jolie Bay. What are we naming her child? Slepnir. Yeah, I feel like, and then that horse only made nineteen grand. So kind of sad. So I like, did oh, misspoke, so, misspeak around like the Thor th connection with Christianity. So like, actually, what happened? When Christianity start, started popping up around uh, Scandinavia and the Vikings. Uh, so the Vikings were very actually uh, tolerant. Uh, like the Scandinavians were very tolerant towards other gods because you got a whole pan. When you got a, when you got a whole pan, I misread a thing earlier in the article. Yeah, I was like, but, um, I was like, this is all new information. Basically, the, uh, <laughs> Like the Vikings and Scandinavians were very tolerant towards worship of other gods because I mean when you've got a pantheon, who's to say that, like you can't just add a couple more? So the problem right. started when uh, they tolerated the Vikings tolerated uh, uh, Christianity because uh, they just viewed it as like oh this is just like another this is like the cult of Odin or cult of Thor or whatever it's just these mm -hmm. these people that like like this dude on a cross and uh, the problem arised when. Uh, the Christians the Christ had no intention of being tolerant towards these other cults oh, yeah, they, that existed. Have, this is shocking to nobody, but Christians no. don't like sharing. So basically what ended up happening was this uh, sort of rise of the cult of Thor in Scandinavian times, uh, where in contrast to uh, Christians who would often wear crucifixes or crosses around their necks, uh, the Vikings started wearing uh, the the symbol of Mjolnir, uh, and there's actually been archaeological discoveries where these these pendants started uh, showing up exactly when uh, Christian influence would show up in the area. <laughs> so, uh, like, kind of like a stay the hell away. Yeah, like a, that was their version of the no solicitor sign. To Basically, like we're gonna out. we're gonna pick our like most. I was like, all right, these guys aren't going away. Let's pick our most like best god that we've got. Yeah, and worship him or whatever. So, uh, yeah, or like you know, put it out there, so to speak. Um, let's see. 
Yeah, it's definitely somewhat of a um, a Hollywood trope. Yeah. To focus what on is the, the exceptional violence and in, in raiding and warlike behavior of the Vikings? Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. got to remember, there's the Varangian Guard. Uh, they served. They served in Roman legions. They uh, they were mercenaries in Egypt. Um, their their nautical skill enabled the Vikings to travel very far, and they didn't just attack everyone. Right? Mm -hmm. Life is life. Life is violent, brutish, and short. If you just try to attack everybody, they were exceptional sailors, but they were also traders. They they found materials that that the Vikings worked with and fashioned with yeah. that did not come from Scandinavia. So they were, you know, their their naval aptitude actually increased their trade, their visibility. There's um, there's references to to um the potential that they found the new world first and and all this stuff. It's because of how mm -hmm. prolific they were with with their sailing. Mm -hmm. Their beliefs and and languages and trade skills are no different. They mm -hmm. they weren't nearly like um Barbaric. season one of Vikings where you know yes they they did attack monasteries on the English coast and and there were conflicts and invasions of England and Ireland and France. But guess what? They were also pragmatic. Everybody else was doing that too. <laughs> yeah. And when Odo was like, hey, we're going to give you silver and give you this rocky land that nobody else can cultivate called Normandy. What did the Vikings do? They're like, all right, we'll take it. Yeah. And then when there was another famine, they were like, all right, time to go raiding again. Oh boy, here I go raiding again. <laughs> so this time they yeah. were Christian. Yeah. They were heavily armored. They were all no nobles. Yeah. And uh, they just happened to uh, win the throne of England. Yeah. In the process. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's an interesting thing about Thor is while he's simultaneously this god of like war and destruction and, you know, thunder and storms, is uh, his hammer, which is like as a very destructive force, is also seen in the mythology as a, one of like. Uh, hallowing or uh, sanctifying abilities so uh he actually would be known to uh he would often like kill and eat the goats that drive his chariot so that he could have you know, something to eat uh, i feel like you just glossed over that whole thing what? of uh what uh of the the goats oh yeah so he's got but these they're, goats they're, that they're, he's got yeah, a, just, the goats so he's got yeah, a chariot I was just wanting to talk about the hammer, uh, but yeah, uh, well, so it's uh, in the sort of mythology of Thor. He's often uh, seen as a uh, he would drive across well, during storms. He would ride across the sky in a in a chariot drawn by goats. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, but yeah, their names their names are Tooth Knight, Tooth Grinder. Yeah, and uh, which I'm gonna I'm gonna really try to. And these aren't like home. these aren't like it's the little like fainting goats. These are big boys. Yeah, these are. I, I'm <laughs> gonna try to pronounce it in Old Norse. It's Tangrisnir, which is tooth grinder, and Tangnosner, which is uh, tooth gnasher. Yeah. Angnosnir. Yeah. Uh, nope, mispronunciation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tooth grinder, thin teeth is the other one. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Yeah, sorry, it was a story I thought of a different one. But yeah, he was given these goats. He was asked as a reward, "What do you want?" And he's like, "You there's like you can get anything." And this is in the prose edda. Yeah, is where it came from. And he was given the option of anything, and he's like, "I want goats that I can 
kill and eat, and then they'll come right back. And they're like, that's that's weird. But he apparently they suffered absolutely no trauma and were so willing to pull his cart. You well, know, he, he would they wouldn't him. even know what happened. He basically just caved their skulls in and it was lights out. So it was like, yeah. whatever. But the, the, the difference was, was he, with these goats, he had to be careful with it. Like, uh, according to the pros, Edda, again, he, if he hurt any of the goats, they would be permanently injured. So one of them, while he shared the meat with um, a farmer, a peasant who was starving, yeah. he shared a goat with them and their children, whose name is Falfi, yeah. broke one of the goat's bones to suck out the marrow yeah. and permanently lamed one of the goats. Well, because part of it was like, it's in order to like bring the goats back, he has to gather all the bones and wrap them up, gather all of the goat bones, wrap them up in their hide, and then he has to touch the touch the hides with the hammer, yep. and it would resurrect them. Yeah, yeah. So like because yeah, that bone got fucked up. Uh, then the goat was like never good again. But like yeah. So, Sorry. but that that's what the that's that where Thun, the, I think that's where Thunder came from, right? Him riding his goat chariot because that's exactly what Thunder sounds like is yeah. a goat chariot. Uh, Anybody uh, who's ever heard thunder or goats, just, just hear. <laughs> them. It was just the, yeah. the, the cheeks clapping, the massive, the massive juicy dumpers on these goats, just <laughs> clapping the across the sky. <laughs> what is the matter with you? You're in a mood you, today. <laughs> you ever, yeah. Have you ever? Have you ever been to a farm? Have you Dude, ever I been? I used to have goats. Livestock have ma goats have massive asses, big hind legs. Are you sure you're just not imagining what you wish goats look like? Because I had I've goats until I was like 11. I raised them. I milked I them. I birthed them. All these other ones. I, worked I never for, was like, hey, I worked for an agricultural company. I look at that sweet ass side. on that goat. I didn't say it was sweet. Ooh, I said it was big. It, yeah. Yeah, I said, said it was a big a juicy dumper. dumper. You're a pervert. That's all there is to it. That's a Next thing you know, he's going to start talking about how they're giant testicles, but... Yeah. Like... <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know the gender. Did it, does it say they're male? I would assume they're male. You just assumed the goat's gender? I Joel? did. Stop trying to be... I did assume the goat's gender. Oh, yeah, he did. Literally. That's stop one. trying to be progressive for something that happened like 1,300 years ago. <laughs> assume everything was male in you, these stories. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think it actually happened? Is that, the way, is that what you were him? Yeah. These, these are real goats? These are real goats. These are real flying goats. Norway was a very badass place years ago. Now it's not. Mm. All right, so. No, nobody believes it. Well, somebody believes this happened. Moving and, on. <laughs> moving yeah. on from sweet goat asses. So we've, we've, we've hit some, like, main, main Thor points, so we might as well talk about his... He was he was um, the hallmark of the the might makes right type yes. move, but he was it, it's it's funny nowadays when everybody thinks Thor and they think Chris Hemsworth and they think like he's clever he's smart he's from this technologically advanced wonderful society which would have been great, but mm -hmm. Asgard was not Asgard was essentially like a massive mead hall where they uh, would just drink and tell stories and Thor. Got in as much trouble, I think, as Loki from drunken brawling as Loki got in for shit talking. So there's so many stories of like him going into Jotunheim doing dumb shit. 
mm-hmm. and you know, just getting into a brawl for no reason. He's not clever. Yeah. And this it, it was this personified the the mentality of the people then of if I'm capable of taking it from you, it's mine. Yeah. Yeah, so so on that side of you have Thor, whose might makes right. Uh on the other side of the coin you have Loki, who's the sort of the embodiment of that uh uh, if I can get like, you to if say I can, yes, it's all right. If I can trick you into saying, and if, if I can trick you into giving me your shit, it's mine. Yeah. Uh, he, was a, he was a purveyor of pernicious perfidy. Mm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that, that was that was actually very impressive. Uh, dribble that you just flopped <laughs> out of your mouth. <laughs> Still impressive. Uh oh, we got a. All right, interesting. Yeah. Okay. What? So L- Lola Levine says she dated a guy who worshipped Thor and his clan was dope as fuck, but definitely very homely and earthy. I Not sure you. what to take from that, but I would like more detail him. from. I, that. I feel like I need. I need. I think I need more details, Lola. Yeah, I, I want the story. I want right now. Log <laughs> you can, in you can't just door. drop that like <laughs> and walk <Yeah>. away. <laughs> Something tells me that their music was fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I want. I want her to join our Discord immediately and get on and tell us more about this. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I need that. Actually, as often as she's been caught, as she's been commenting, she needs a fucking. Uh, yeah, give her, send her a Discord, Discord link. link. Get in there. Link. Yeah. Tell her to get on here. Tell us all about this. I I love the ideas of the old ones. Like, there's a like uh, David's got a really good friend that's a that's a pagan and practicing. And I I've always wanted to ask him, but he lives in Washington. That he's like a professional bladesmith, so I also want to ask him more questions about that. There's a there's a pagan student association at Northern Illinois and. They talked about um, using runes to scry and to see into the future with clairvoyance yeah. and so on. Yeah. You know, I I am mixed on that. Like I, it's more accepted now, but back when I was in high school and people were talking about like, oh, we're pagans. What that really meant was we just watched the craft three times in a row. Now we're <laughs> and you're like, that, that's not like, that's not, that's not any of it. Like there are so many established pagan belief systems out there. They're like, no, I'm the one that wears all black. I, and you're like that, that's not a thing. Especially when so you like, realize that the literal definition of pagan is anybody that's not Christian. Or right. it's not an Abrahamic religion. Right. right. And I really did enjoy, like, I, I wanted to meet somebody who gives me insight. Why do you do this? How do you practice a faith that is so, um, like, we're in a world where pretty much it's it's like, especially Europe and America, like, it's heavily steeped in Christianity. Like, like they won the religion war, at least for the time being. Like, I don't know how history will remember us. But, you know, um to meet somebody who's from an older religion, you're kind of like, that's, that's odd, you know, like how did mm-hmm. that happen? Um, especially when you're raised solely thinking there's only <laughs> one, you know? <laughs> Lola said she was definitely pagan one. after watching the craft. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's the gateway drug is the craft, huh? If, uh, if, if witchcraft is real, 
and all witches are hot, by the transitive property of geometry, you're going to get a lot of pagans from watching that movie. No, I, I can't. I can't really. Uh, I can't really, you know, argue with that. Like mm-hmm. I, I too was like, I have never seen a more bangable practice <laughs> group of practitioners in my life. Purely logic and reason. When, when yeah, it's the only logic and reason. It's that that's why the craft automatically gets you hot chicks. That's how it goes. <laughs> that was also the gate of Feruza Bulk, the time of where like she was unnecessarily creepy, but still like boner fuel at the time. Yet you're like she's terrifying, yet still doable. I've never, I've never, I, I I've known people that did worship the Norse gods, and they never had a bad taste in music. No. They don't. That's, that's part of only, Norway. That's one thing I can take away from it. The, comparing it to maybe like Hema, historical European martial arts, and like uh, um, live action role playing, and, and generally you see a fandom in Europe that just really applies itself mm. to, its, to its history and to its background. Mm-hmm. And then the United States, like even early 80s, you had cosplay, and early 80s, you had LARPing. We didn't call it that, though. We just called people nerds. Yeah, because, yeah. It yeah, means, you know, prototypical, but um, but as as the application of, of of applied nerdum, right, like 400 level classes of nerdum, in Europe picks up, you know, like the early aughts or, or the 90s and so on, you sort of see that come back across the water, and we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> there's a problem in Norway in the 90s with people burning churches and stuff. Yeah, like, the black metal people... movement that was like super... yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, people died, people, you know perished inside these churches when they were burned down from yeah. the black metal mm-hmm. practitioners who you've got worship. like uh yeah. Durzum and uh do you want I, that's that's a whole different one we could talk about that it's a whole different one but i the norwegian black metal was like the most intense scene that which Definitely. is funny which is funny like i remember i was listening to the last podcast on the left which is an amazing podcast so if you ever get a chance to listen to it it's amazing um where they talk like it started because life was too good in Norway, so they they yeah. didn't have anything to bitch about, so they just like we're gonna be just evil incarnate. <laughs> it's a utopia. But like, I'm like you're still evil incarnate, but you're entertaining people. Like I really doubt like the medieval Lucifer is sitting there being like, "What are you gonna do? Sick licks on my guitar? Well, loot at the time. Like it just to, to me is." It's still an entertaining form of absolute evil, so maybe you're not that dark. But it is fun music. Yeah. Sorry, distracted. Lots of things going on at the moment. Is she is she on now? Is she gonna join she us? That'll be. be hold on. That's, that's stellar. Tell her to do this. Yeah, she joined, I think. Hold on. No, stop playing with your phone and get on there. That's why I'm on my phone. Uh, well, I'm gonna blame you for stuff. He's he's, he's invoking the power of Thor. Is that what he's doing? In his Aye. small device. Yeah. I'm in yeah, the no. mainframe. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's said by the followers of Thor. On him. Huh. Please tell me that's that's 40k. <laughs> he's like, no. He started him early. Hey, speaking of the in- influence of the Norse religions... The Space Wolves in 40K. Nordic Half Wolf, right? Space Marines. Ben would be talking about it right now if he wasn't currently busy because they're. Yeah, yeah, he's not like doing podcasts or anything. Cool. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's fine. He's not doing anything else. It's good, Ben. 
Good. I'm glad you're, you're prepped and ready to go. He's also muted, so it makes it even better. So we can just put whatever the hell we want to hey, say bitch. it is. Uh, Lola, you've been added to the streaming right, table. Right. So go yeah. to the streaming table in the Discord channel. Yes, do it. So, yeah. It, uh, oh, Ben's microphone, you're back on. Good. Oh, Waifu, hello. This oh, is... hello. 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 Tell us your story. I'm learning a story there. Um, it was like the summer after I graduated high school, I met this guy online. His parents were Christian, but he had had an experience where he like saw a vision of a giant monster or something in the sky. He did mushrooms, and didn't it... he? That's awesome. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good start. It, to was a... <laughs> it was a pretty cool story, but then he believed in Thor and he had a clan of people who all like focused on Thor. Like they believed in all of them, obviously, but like Thor was their guy. Yeah, they did. And their they... clan leader. Go ahead. Go ahead. The clan leaders were these two gay guys, and one was kind of like burly bear type, and the other was like this tiny little like flowers in the garden, had like this doll that he said a ghost inhabited, and that ghost like watched over their property. And they had like this really cool stone path that was like organic stones like not like found stones not just like we went and bought a bunch of the same stones it was like mm. moss over everything their whole yard was like a free-range garden um i did a midsummer event with them one time where everybody in the area kind of camped out in this big foresty field we like ate food off the fire drank mead out of like goat horns um, i'm loving all of they this right now it, sounds like it was so really awesome. Just... Is this, this thing back that you used to go to, Brendan? <laughs> yeah, so the Pagan Student Association actually timed excursions to central Illinois based on the time of the year. So, like, there was a Samhain event where there were, like, 300 people camped out in farmland and some guy rented out the land and so on. But this sounds... This, this sounds, sounds like better. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is so much better than going to church. Because <laughs> yeah, didn't for, for Tim's thing, didn't they just go to like Three Sisters Park or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And then um, there were like, if you didn't know people of the right tribe, you just were stuck in your own tent. And it's like, <laughs> I wanted mead. I want to hang out. And so there's like this kind of outsider mentality. This this so, this, this, this sounds like an entire... Um, yeah, can you tell they, us yeah. about some of the rituals that they did there? Like some of the things that, like, how was the worship like done? How did they celebrate? Like, um, I, I mean, so there was another. They also like they taught everyone axe throwing and archery, which I just think is important to throw in there because it was super cool. Yeah, there was absolutely. only about any time of pointy us. anything involved is awesome. Um, so there was a lot of sitting around campfires and telling stories and singing music. I do believe there was only one real religious ceremony, and I was a little nervous to participate, but I did. And they basically, everyone came into, like, this circle that they kind of, you know, you know, cast their circle. And all of us, uh, you know, stood in a little line, and they went around, and I want to say we all drank from the same horn. 
and they would say something and you were supposed to say something back and then they like hold it up and you take a drink. Um, and I think it was just like blessing and honoring Thor or something. Nice. Um, it was pretty simple, but really but cool. Then it's I like trip the balls. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was also only like 17. Oh. So oh. I was like off getting drunk with a bunch of adults I did not know doing <laughs> things I had oh. never done before. Problematic. That's still, pretty, <laughs> that's still a pretty epic story, though. Like to get there and sounds sick. Also problematic, but <laughs> in, in terms of like being seized by Vikings, that's probably the tamest, <laughs> tamest example I can think of. Yeah, seized by Vikings. What? I don't really think they're just going to be like, you want to get drunk and be in a certain. No, there's there's a little bit more to being seized uh, by Vikings. But I think modern Vikings probably are a little bit less intense than old G Vikings. Yeah. You know? Over here, over here, anyway. In Norway in the nineties, you gotta watch out. Yeah, or ninety. There's, the, the... there's one awesome. other thing that they did, which is where, the first night when we were all like getting drunk, like they pulled the meat out. Everyone sat in this big long line of picnic tables, and one by one, like for hours, people just kind of stood up and like would cheers in memory of people and like tell a story about people that had died or other things. Uh, and it was actually really cool. So it was like getting drunk, but also like very community. Oh, yeah. That's that's awesome. That's oh, just scared this young lady to death. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do to me, father? She was zoned in on the microphone. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. That's I like the idea of like honoring the family and those that came before you, like coming in and telling the story of somebody that's passed. That's that's kind of like the entire way that the Vikings would do all of their ceremonies. Like when they would do any of their readings, that that was the purpose of the meat hall was to tell the story of my family and the battles and the things like that, you know, make your mm -hmm. ancestors proud and whatnot. I think I've never we don't as somebody who was raised Christian, you don't you don't get anything like that. You just everything's tunnel focused on a get more Christians or and then B make sure your offering is in the plate before you leave. So I mean, I grew up Baptist mm, and I'm, like, I'm sorry, I was a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so my youth leader literally used to tell me I would go to hell if I read like books that had magic in it. <laughs> oh my god! And that's about I the live. time I was like, I'm done. I was in sixth grade, and my teacher and I was reading about the Greek gods, and I had a book on Hecate, and my teacher pulled me up in front of. I'm older, probably. I, I'm assuming. So Joel's like Satanic Lord Panic. Teacher. Yeah, times. I was. I was in school in the Satanic Panic. So it, this was like 1988, and. Uh, I was pulled up in front of the class and accused of being a practicing Satanist <laughs> and like openly shamed to the point where like, I was like, we, I gotta leave this school. You're like, oh, what are you talking I about? I got this book from the school library. <laughs> I, did. I did get the book from the school library. I even pointed out, I'm like, why is it here then? Yeah. And her response was they keep occultic literature so it won't get out of the community. I was like, wow. But that's yeah, you keep it in circulation for the for like a sixth grader to go grab it. That's one step. Shouldn't it, be, shouldn't it be in the restricted section then? <laughs> right. <laughs> say, like like hoarding material so it can't be distributed is one step away from let's burn it so nobody reads it. Right. <laughs> it's a very. But, but they left it in circulation for junior high students to get it and then actively practice Satan. You should have gone the other way. You should have been like, release me from these binds or I will curse yeah. you all. Baptists are rough. Like, like, there's no joke. Baptists are, that's a rough upbringing because they are, they are slightly, barely noticeably, incredibly opinionated. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, their opinions are never good. So. Yeah. Uh, back to Loki. So, uh, so curious, curious now, since we have a guest. All right. What, what uh, do you still uh, follow kind of the Nordic, the Nordic pace? Are you pagan? I mean, how do you identify at this moment, if you don't mind me asking? I just kind of did it with him, and I was very open to it, but uh, I didn't really believe in it. I don't really believe in anything. Mm. <laughs> it's like, like I was saying earlier, I don't be- <laughs> like believe that it's fake enough to be like, that's not real. But, but I'm not. It's not for know. you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot See, that's of faith. A, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a very common thing for people who have been raised in in uh, the more the less. Uh, I don't know, the people that are raised like Catholic foods and the more uh, studied paths of Christianity tend to kind of like stick a little bit longer. But those of us that were raised with me in the Wild West, like the Pentecostals and the Baptist, those uh, we tend to be a little bit more on the mm, I'm good with I'm good with it and not being anything else. But I do respect the beliefs. I do respect the religions. I do respect the beliefs and the, the adherence to something. Uh, if that's your thing. Awesome. And uh, more power to you, you know. I love the stories and it matters a lot. It's shaped cultures as, you know, for hundreds and hundreds of years. So whether real or not, the stories are there and the stories are great. Indeed. I'm going to dip out of voice so you guys yeah. can keep doing your It was your a pleasure. Thank That's you. fair. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for jumping yeah. on. Yeah, thank you. Nice thank you so to much. talk with you. Yeah. Yes, that was cool. Thanks. That was fun. Yeah. Well, hello. Thanks. Thank you, Lola, for jumping on and giving you two cents. Uh, we'll yeah. continue on a little bit with some more, some more Loki shenanigans. Uh, so we didn't really give like a overview on Loki, but uh, beyond like a couple things where he pops up in the Thor mythos. You know, but, uh, Loki is directly responsible for Thor getting his hammer, too, I believe. I believe uh, he was the one that bit the smith in the face, and resulting in the hammer being too, the handle being too small, mm. which is why Thor claimed it, mm. because it fit in his hand just fine. But the person it was intended for, he's like, I don't want it. And Thor's like, I'll take it. This is great. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's a bunch of different stories about it, but I believe it was uh, Loki had turned into a horsefly and bit the smith in the face as he was wrapping up Mjolnir. So the handle was uh, a yeah. hand too short. Yeah. So yeah. And, so essentially, uh, Loki would kind of like pop up, and he'd kind of be just like the. He wasn't necessarily the the conflict, but uh, he'd he'd show up and pop up in like the myths with Odin and Loki and mm-hmm. Thor, uh, where he'd sometimes he'd have these like genius plans that'd solve the solve everything, but other times it'd just be like make things difficult for. It it seemed like Loki took kind of the the route of the like the the medieval medieval devil, you know, anything that was bad, they're like, Loki did it, you know, anything that went good, they're like, another guy did it, but they needed like across the board, yeah, across the board, you know, point, this is your fault, shit's not working. Yeah, so like the, the, one of the big ones is uh, like this dude shows up, this giant, and he's like, because the, the gods want to build a big wall, big ass wall around uh, Asgard, and uh, the this giant's like, I can get it done before next winter, and they're like, I don't believe you, and what and then Loki's doing? like, the gods can't decide on what they want to do, and then Loki's like, listen, I was like, it's like, because he basically his price for that 
was uh, marriage Freya. to the goddess Freya. Always Freya. Yeah. So, uh, essentially, what would what happened was uh, Loki's like, nah, there's no way this guy can do it, Why and. Are you uh, yeah, yeah so basically, basically the, he's like, he said, I'll build the wall, but only if you pray me by giving giving me Freya. And Loki's like, well, if he can't do it in a single season, uh, then he doesn't get it. And so, he doesn't get so, anything. He right, doesn't get he anything doesn't pay. at all. Yeah. So, like, this dude starts building the wall, and he's about to get it done. He's got the help of his... Uh, his- yeah. His horse's name is <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's uh, uh hold on. I got it. Civil of Civilfari? <laughs> uh Civilfari or whatever. Wow, that's a hell of a name. S V A O with the thing over it. I L F A R I. Yeah. I'm not even gonna try that one. Yeah. Come on, I want it Maximus. Uh and they were my Odin's beard, have you ceased touching me? Svadilfari. Uh, yeah. Svadilfari. Uh, yeah, something that's along that's that lines. Uh, that sounds like something basically, you drunkenly say. Svadilfari. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. That's how you speak. And the noise. giant's like, the giant, even though he said, I could build. Max, get down. There's going to be a murder on this screen. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the dice. That was very nice of you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get a hypno crystal like I have for your child. I know so. it doesn't work. It doesn't work oh anymore, God. Joel. Look at her eyes. She just falls in yes. her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically So this what was cool, well like they had and now so, so he's short changed this guy. Like, hold on, I'm just picking up throwing in a detail that I found about it. Um this is also Neil Gaiman's uh Norse Earth yeah. God. Um is not only did he have to build the wall, like he had to build the wall so tight you could not fit something in it. Yes. Like you could not slip a blade in it. Yeah. I think it was a piece of paper or something like that. But it, they had to be. It, so not only did they're like, hey, you got to do this three times as fast. Uh, it's also got to be so well fit together that like we can't stick like a dagger in between it or anything. Like it's got to be. They, they they had specs. Yeah. So like basically. They they get through this and three days until winter's supposed to happen. He's got the help of his like mighty stout giant stallion. Uh it, the only thing that was left to be done was the stones around the gate to be put in mm-hmm. place. And like the gods are like, Loki. Oh shit. Yeah. Well at first Why did were, you do this? And they like were like, We'll like, kill you if he takes Freya. Well, at and, first remember they were super jazzed because they thought like there's no way. Loki himself was like, no way this will happen. Uh, it's impossible to get it done in this time. He said three seasons. We're getting him down to one. Like, he really thought, like, it's going to get back to where you just pretty much have to finish, like, a third of the section. And that's, he actually said that. It was like, hey, um, you only need this much. Uh, we'll at least get two-thirds of a wall built, and then we won't have to build it ourselves. Yeah, so, so they were all really the, like, the Loki, other, you're brilliant. The other problem was like, if this this giant got Freya, uh, it would bring never ending dark darkness to the nine nine realms because she's like the god of the sun and the moon. Yeah, uh, they literally they loaded her up with a lot of responsibilities and traded her off quite frequently. Yeah, so like every night, like the 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 giant and his like stallion would go a lot go out into the forest. 
uh, looking for stones. Uh, and then along their way, a mayor showed up who was pretty much, oh, this was Loki in disguise. And could, yeah, you didn't like basically, basically like, uh, lured the stallion away. <laughs> and, uh, they did Dang the dirty and ran all night. And then they were too tired the next day to the, the giant's horse was still, still gone. And, uh, he was too tired the next day to, uh, yeah, to uh, do the thing. And what's funny is, ever, the the Norse gods thought that Loki had oh, run away because at like, the end of this, because he failed to finish the wall in time, uh, he was paid the wages the the they deemed he deserved a fatal blow from Thor's hammer. <laughs> Which <laughs> shattered his his head into pieces no bigger than breadcrumbs. Yeah, because oh they're dicks. That's what might makes right. They're like, hey, yeah. so that's. I mean, that's a that's an all or nothing. You yeah, know, you, get, you get the the sun and the moon, or hit in the face. Like or I you mean, die. That's, a sound, that's a sound deal. There's a, there's a large gulf between those two. Yeah, I mm -hmm. mean, I I'm gonna say if that's true, Loki really had a future in sales because yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would never have taken that deal. Like I don't even know how you got that. How they negotiated into that chasm. Another I fun. Imagine another, Loki fl flipping used cars. Just yeah. imagine. Another fun Loki screwing up and uh, making his own problems, where he's almost going to get killed. Uh, story is the ki kidnapping of Adun, which is another like really pretty. Uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, the, the one here. she grows the apples of immortality. Uh, he gets captured by a giant. Uh, she's the the god of like the harvest sort of thing, and mm -hmm. she grows the apples that allow the giants to be immortal or the gods to be immortal. The gods to be immortal, yeah. Uh, and the, he gets and captured you... by a giant named Thiazi who uh, says, "I'm going to kill you unless you bring me Adun." And Loki's like, "Fine, fine, fine." And then he he captures the dude and brings him to Thiazi. And then the gods are like, uh, I'm going to kill you unless you bring her back. So he immediately was like, he turns into a falcon, runs over, grabs the dune, runs back, uh, while furiously getting pursued by Thiazi in the form of a, of an eagle. Uh, but right as right as Thiazi is about to take him, uh, <laughs> Thor uh, Loki makes it back into Asgard. And uh, the the gods turn on their like fire perimeter defense on the fortress and burn the to cinders. <laughs> there, it, it, the well more done. you hear, uh, like read the stories, you're like, every, these are every these every are Loki story is Loki fucks up and then fix it again. <laughs> it's it's a lot of the stories are like the classic, because um, these these are not like. The deities; these are humanish deities. They all have human characteristics. They're they're Super conniving. Human. They're not. They're not the, the like, you know. They walk around in you know perfection. Yeah. As in like a lot of the people try to pretend they are. Yeah. These are these are gods that are like, oh shit! I didn't know that was gonna work. Like that's mm -hmm. <laughs> this is yeah. not how I planned this to be. They're uh, they're, they're very they're, very fallible. Their faults and their destructive tendencies are in proportion to their mm -hmm. their deification. It's just like. Yeah, everything's everything's balls to the wall. But then there's some that you don't really understand how they exist. Like like when I when I listen and I was looking originally, we were going to try to do a number of them, but we're like, now nah, we we're going to extend Norse for a while. Um, we had I, I looked up to the blind god Hod. He's the god of winter and darkness. 
mm-hmm. and he's blind and he's just pathetic as shit. Like he doesn't do, he did like, what does he do? He mopes around in the darkness. And the one time he was asked to like be part of anything uh, was to stab Balder with the mistal spear and kill him, which then he immediately got murdered for. And you're like, these gods don't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But I feel like if 90% of your time is fighting and then dr- telling the stories about what you did over Mead, your gods are going to get pretty messed up. He's a he's a jobber in wrestling terms. He's a jabroni. He's just yeah. there to make, make the yeah. other gods look good. Well, yep. so another interesting thing about Loki is that eventually all the gods get tired of his shit when he finally causes one of them to die. Yeah, which we'll get into it another time. Yes. Uh, Loki... Perfect was bound to a rock uh, by By the the entrails of his sons as punishment. That literally is why the Norwegians invented black metal. They also killed one of his other kids who was like a serpent that would constantly drip horrible poison into his eyes and wounds. And then Mm -hmm. he would only be uh, considered... uh, he he. The only time he would become free was at Ragnarok. Eventually, they got so tired of his shit that they just chained him <laughs> to a rock and just started dripping poison into his eyes. Yeah, which you're like, and then they're like, uh, "Why is Loki leading Ragnarok?" Hmm. hmm. I wonder. I feel like I that, wonder why. I feel like that's how you cause a supervillain. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a lot of times you see these Greek, uh, these oh, fuck Greek. Uh, no, no, you're correct too. Greek of the, the same way. These mythology, these these pantheons where these uh, the 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 gods create their like have their own form of hubris where they cause their own problems. Yes, I actually enjoy those type of stories because yeah. it's like if you're looking at something that is supposed to be like your leader, it's really hard to look up to something that's absolutely infallible and then be like, well. How do you measure up? How do you how do you even identify with it? But these, yeah. like the Norse gods, they they yeah. they failed well. <laughs> they, yeah. I would just say they were advanced at it. Uh, yeah, they're unnecessarily strong. Some of them have a lot of common sense. Some have none, and they all just it, it created some very inter- entertaining stories. Um, our next week, are we going to continue with uh, more Norse gods? So well, next week. Uh, we'll get into that, but uh, next week we will be doing right. our book talk on Red Rising. Starting the series. Are we going to do on. that whole series? Because that was amazing. I think we might have to. Yeah, I, uh, I would like to sorry. go all the way Hold on. to the trip. We are going to be doing our uh, next book on Red Rising. Oh my god. By Pierce it's Brown. <laughs> our, uh, our production budget has gone way through. Yeah, wow, look at that. Ever and, since our, uh, our D&D male stripping number. Yeah. <laughs> well, just budget through the roof. Where we'll yeah. be, so where will we be uh, discussing that book by Pierce Brown? And uh, based off well, of I'm how guessing. everyone enjoys it, we're going to have a couple of extra guests this week, or next oh. week. And uh, yep. we're, One is actually working on a, on a production of we will For those of you who have been with us since the beginning, uh, <laughs> David... Four times. Yes, returning. Yes, but not for at, the games. At least, at least, at least for the talk about the book. Yes. So, uh, so we're gonna do that. But then the following week, we will go back to our. Uh, we'll we'll continue our our topics on 
uh, Norse gods, and I apologize if this one was a little bit unorganized. We kind of decided to change the format of the show, like, right before this episode, so... Yeah, Not bad, yeah, but... we we came to a rut, and not to mention this week. I feel I don't know if it was just me, but this week was like a hurricane of stuff. Yeah, and it's only but Monday. Like, yeah, yeah, it's Monday. <laughs> well, this week and last week, like all of it's a hurricane of stuff. And I wrapped up my classes, and then of course, this young lady who is always so cooperative. I was surprised. Harbinger of destruction. Harbinger also, chaos for anybody who's in the Central Illinois later uh, area. We're going to be at Adepticon this week, Ooh. at least a couple of us. So yeah. uh, if you see us, don't hesitate to say hi. Yeah, yeah, that'll we'll, be awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll probably be at the open tables. We're, we're definitely going to be yeah. buying and selling for sure. I don't. Uh, we couldn't get any tickets to any to any of the uh, the main events, so I don't even think I we have armies ready. Mm, <laughs> yeah, little bits and pieces, but uh, we'll be playing some skirmish games on the open tables. Yeah, so it's if open. you uh, you see us and you recognize us, uh, please do come come give us a give us a shout out. We would appreciate it. But um, with that, we've kind of reached the end of this episode, and uh, thanks everybody for watching, and uh, we'll see you again on Wednesday for a continuation of uh, Mop's little uh, storyline. So... He's, where he's confronting his old master. Uh, yeah. Actually, sorry. And, and we we might move to Thursday because of Joel's availability. Uh, we still need to talk amongst the group and confirm that if people. Are fine. To... You can. I. I don't. 